The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The Eagles are at the podium and we've got continuing draft coverage here for you, brought to you by SB Nation. I am your host, Michael Kist. Follow me on Twitter at Michael Kist NFL. That's K-I-S-T. I'll be quick here because we've got three press conferences for you today these are all after day two of the nfl draft so first up will be howie roseman joe douglas and doug peterson all together answering questions about the second and third rounds and their selections for the eagles after that we'll meet those selections by getting to know penn state running back miles sanders and stanford wide receiver jj arcego whiteside who went in round two at 53 and 57 overall respectively we'll listen to them meet the media here in philadelphia we've talked about these two prospects a ton already namely on bgn radio episode 48 and 49 and also the newest kist and solak show which is episode 93 of course bleedinggreennation.com has a ton of analysis on the entire draft and speaking of which there's still one more episode of this series to go concerning the 2019 nfl draft as we kind of slowly release these out the last one will be howie roseman talking about the entire draft hall but that's later this is now Let's go back in time to when Howie Roseman was at the podium. Guess what, guys? We got a running back. We draft running backs in Philadelphia. Yes, we do. What was it about last Oh, it wasn't on my opening statement. <laughs> um, excited. Uh, very excited. We were patient. Uh, let the board come to us. Um, every dog has their day with that. And uh, we got Miles Sanders and then came back and got a receiver that we had targeted throughout this process, someone who really uh, fits what we do. Um, really good player, good person in JJ, and just uh, um, really excited about those two guys. And obviously offensive heavily, heavy the past couple of days, and it's just how the board went. Um, understand that we can't fit, do everything here and, and all the knee positions. That wasn't what we went to the draft doing. That's what we did for free agency. And um, – we have the flexibility here to just uh, follow our board and take the best guys, and, and that's what we've done so far here. What was, what was it about Miles Sanders that made you guys want to draft a running back in the second round for the first time in 10 years? Yeah, uh, Miles was a, a staff favorite and, and a coaching staff favorite, a personnel staff favorite, um, all of us front office favorite. Um, really, that guy, he just he, he reminded us of some other players we've had around here. Um He's got great lateral quickness. Uh, he really he he took he was behind obviously a great back in Saquon and, and really took the opportunity uh, to take it over when he had had it. Five star recruit out, uh, out of Pittsburgh. We had some of our our guys, some of our Pittsburgh guys. We got a lot of those guys on your staff. 
um, who had followed him in high school. And uh, he's one of those guys that you kind of say, if he comes back and has another year like he had this year, where does he go next year? And uh, we think he's a special talent and a perfect fit for our offense. Joe, like, when, Sean, when you have a player like that who has one year as a starter, how do you evaluate that one year? And, and do you care about um, the tread on the tires for a player like that? Yeah, no, we talk about production. Production matters, but we also talk about the ability. I mean, the, the ability that you see on tape and, I mean, how he hit on it. And you see a guy with great feet, great balance, lateral quickness. Uh, he's got quick strike ability. So, uh, you know, we're, we're very excited about Miles. Does the low mileage play a role? Uh, it's a positive. <laughs> it's a positive. Hey, Joe, the, two, the two questions and reservations about him, if there's any, uh, five fumbles he had last year and uh, his pass protection. Uh, can you address both of those? Yeah, you know, um, those are things that we talked about and talked about when we uh, uh, we talked about Miles and we had him in here and we we addressed it with him uh, and you know we feel really good. Uh, we have one of the best running back coaches in the National Football League, and uh, you know Deuce is Deuce can't be more excited than he is right now. And just to say, you know, when we we had those uh, Westbrook Westbrook came out. That was, those were concerns with him about his ability um, to pass protect, and he's one of the best pass protecting backs who who've played in the National Football League in a long time. And ball security was a concern with Lashawn when we had him. So um, we go with Deuce, and, and he asks those as the questions. He gets a chance to to work those guys out and see those guys, and um, he feels very confident. Coach feels very confident that those are, are things that are not going to be a factor in the NFL. I wanted to ask you about going into OTAs. You're, uh, you're, gonna, you're gonna have quite a surplus at a couple positions, you know, tackle, running back. I know you probably like that a lot, but uh, can you explain a little bit about the process of kind of sorting that out, what that's gonna be like? Yeah, the biggest thing um, for us as coaching staff in the in the off season is is really there is no depth chart. You know, we're quite frankly we're working everybody individually and, and we're getting everybody uh, the work that they need to uh, be prepared for for training camp and uh, you know um, it's it's going to be it's going to be great to get these guys in here um, you know get them with their position coaches get them in the playbook um, you know start working on the field with our guys see how our guys practice um, you know sometimes they come from programs where um, you know maybe maybe they don't pra they practice a certain way well they get here they're going to they're going to practice a different way they're going to practice hard and fast and and we're excited about that but OTAs is a time to really uh, kind of build the foundation and to work on things that, that uh, will carry over into preseason, the preseason games, and then uh, the regular season. How you talked to with Myers about versatility, multiplicity, offensively. Can, you know, in the last month and a half here, how the complexion has changed at wide receiver and running back and what that means to you kind of looking ahead with all the different things you can do with, these, with this talent. There's a lot of hand-waving back there, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think I think with uh, with what you're asking, um, <laughs> as far as you know, it, it, again, it's it's a great opportunity for us uh, as a staff. We we continue to add depth and we continue to add talent, and that's that's something that Howie and Joe and and, and the scouts they, they they bust their tail to do, and and uh, we obviously um, you know help our roster that way, and and not only for this year but also for the future, and and uh, the guys we have are guys that we can. 
Um, you know, we can work them in different positions. We can, we can take guys and, you know, for instance, miles, we can work them in space. We can, we can take JJ, work them inside, work them outside. Um, you know, there's just position flex with those guys. And, and that's what's even with our current guys, you know, Nelly's been a guy that's worked inside and outside and, and, uh, you know, Alshon, Deshaun, it's, it's, you know, we, we, we do put letters and we say, okay, he's outside, he's inside all that. But quite frankly, uh, we move so many guys around uh, in our system that they they have to play inside from time to time. And, and, uh, having, having even Alshon go in the slot has been beneficial for us and big targets and things like that. Of course, you know, this is going to be exciting, uh, you know, for us this spring, even with our tight ends and that situation that we have. So, you know, we continue to add the depth. We continue to add, you know, the talent to our roster, and that's that's exciting, and that's that's a good thing for for us going, uh, moving forward. So with Miles Sanders, this this is a guy that uh, went to school nearby, um, and how he mentioned that some of the scouts have known since his high school career. But when did he really start becoming a serious contender for you guys to draft him? And how do you weigh having someone that's close? Is there like a do you worry about home field bias, you know, having someone so close versus, you know, the rest of the nation when you, you see a guy State? that up close? Did you go to Penn State? I didn't go in there this year. No, do you, did you go to Penn State? No, I didn't go to Penn State, but I know someone who did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So do you worry about that? I mean, last, I mean, you had success with LaShawn being close by, but, you know, Tony Hunt. Right. Did, I mean, that's before you, but I'm just yeah. wondering. You know. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, with Miles, I mean, I do remember him coming out, even though I'm not from Pittsburgh, like Tom and Andy are, and Jim Ward. Uh, but I do remember how highly touted he was, just having friends that work in the staff there. So um, that's how he initially got on my radar, just coming out of high school. But, you know, um, backing up a pretty good running back um, and uh, making the most of his opportunity this year um, is when he really got on our radar um, for, for this past season. And uh, Jim Ward did a great job. He's our area scout in the Northeast, and he, he did a great job uh, going in there and getting great information. Hey, how, how are you, Joe? You talk about how Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders kind of complement each other. Seem like they have different skill sets. Yeah, sure. You know, and uh, we're always trying to look for complementary guys on our roster. But the same token, um, you know, Miles is a guy he can play all three downs. Jordan's got better hands than maybe advertised. Um, but you have these guys who can do different things. And, and for coach, he's looking for guys who have different skill sets. Um, so he can provide different looks to the defense. And it's a matchup league. And that's what we're looking to provide our coaching staff guys, um, who win one on one matchups, um, who can play in specific situations. And so that there, there's not a play that he can't call because he doesn't have the right skill set there. And, um, you know, this, this is a guy that, uh, we, we got together as a group about two weeks ago and, um, we went through some hypotheticals, and um, certainly when we were, we were looking first in the first round, it, it, there wasn't a lot of time spent on you know our first round pick being being available anywhere in the twenties. Um, you know, we would joke about Miles falling to us. You know, when we started the, the day today, uh, I went into Coach Staley's office and, and I said, let, let, "Let's get some good karma. Maybe Miles will fall." Um, because we're going to try to be patient here. And I think the most shocking thing he heard in that was the word patient um, in that sentence. But uh, And then J.J., you know, we, we heard from a bunch of people after we picked J.J., like, uh, we're very surprised J.J. fell. You know, sometimes the, these West Coast guys who play late, um, you know, they, they get a little underrated because people aren't watching those late games. And uh, th- this guy's a baller. You know, he's he's got a, a very good skill set. And I think when our, when our fans get to know him, um, they're going to be really proud. He, he symbolizes eagle mentality, eagle football. As a, as a follow-up to that, for uh, both of you guys, it was a crowd of wide receiver board at 57. 
a few came off right afterwards. What separated JJ from the other guys at that point? You know, JJ is a great fit for what we do. Um, him and Miles, two two of the highest character guys in this draft. Um, so that that separated them from a few guys. But you know, JJ's ability to go up and get the ball, um, his strength, uh, his ability to separate and finish uh, contested catches um, in the scoring zone. He, he's just a highly productive guy and really tough, really strong. When you look at a guy who, who is so good at making those contested catches and you're scouting him, how do you gauge whether that's going to translate to the NFL where you're going up against sort of a different caliber athlete, maybe bigger corners? I mean, I think strength translates in this league. And uh, the ability, I mean, you're not going to separate from every corner in this league. There's mm-hmm. a ton of talented players. And you're going to have to make tough contested catches. And, uh, you know, those guys, their game travels, man, and it, and, uh, you know, when it's cold here and you need a strong guy to go get the ball and make a play, I mean, those are the type of guys we're looking for. I think the other, I think the other thing is his ability at the line of scrimmage to set defenders up. I mean, he, he's a very crafty guy um, in his separation and his ability to use his basketball skills to box out guys. And so um, he creates separation from that. And then, you know, he, he, he showed at his pro day his athleticism as well. So, um you know, this this guy's a good football player, and we're happy to get him. I understand what you said about the way the, the board fell uh, in, in terms of defensive players, but could you have dreamed walking in yesterday that you'd be through day two and not have drafted anybody from this defensive-rich draft that you had talked about? Yeah, I think that we've been through enough drafts to know that th- things get hectic on draft day, and it never goes exactly according to plan. You know, we spend so much time charting kind of scenarios, and we always say that we get back on Friday and things change. And um, uh, that I think that where we looked at this, things changed here in terms of where the board went offensively versus defensively, but in a very positive, productive way. And um you know, if we went in and just said, hey, we got to get this amount of defense guys, this amount of offensive guys, um, by the same token, you know, we didn't we didn't have a lot of picks. It wasn't really our goal to lose more picks. Um, but we have a lot of confidence in our ability to find guys after the draft, um, and we will be very aggressive about doing that. And um, we looked at opportunities to move down. I know that's probably a question that all of you guys have. Um, certainly that was something that we looked at, but – um, we also didn't want to lose these guys, and we didn't want to get too cute and be in a situation where we lost guys that we thought had an Eagles mentality, really fit what we were trying to do going forward, and um, not only fit what we're trying to do now, but fit our team going for, you know, in 2020 and 2021 as we kind of build that roster up as well. There's been a report that Nelson Aguilar is available for a trade. Does this uh, draft pick of J.J. affect his future here? No, you know, for us, Nelson's an important part of our football team. He's an important part of what we're trying to do. Um, you know, we're really excited to have him here. He's somebody that has continued to get better and better as a player. Um, for us, having this amount of, of depth, of talent, it, it's going to be something we're going to need during the course of the year. It's a long season. Um, we're hoping to play well into January. We're going to need everyone, and we've seen that the last couple of years. Our, our depth has been a huge part of our success, and so that, that's our job to make sure we have Coach and his staff the depth to get through a, a, a hopefully 19-week season. Hey, Doug, uh, talk this off Doug, about that. Uh, you know, the, the last four teams in the league were the, the best four offenses. Uh, and from a team-building perspective, I know this is the way the board fell, but, you know, if, if grades are equal, does sort of the tie go to the offense? 
Have you met our head coach? What side of the ball he's on? Um, you know, I, I think that, um, listen, we, we got an affinity for, for scoring points. There's no question about it. And the way we built our team, um, we want to score a lot of points, and then we want to make teams one-dimensional and get after the quarterback. Um, that, that's how we build this. That That's going to be how we continue to do it. But at the same time, we're not trying to force anything. Uh, again, like I just – want to start out with how we started this press conference. feel extremely fortunate to be here um, after the first two rounds and have the players we have, the, the talent that they have, and the character that they have. And um, we're, we feel really good about where we are, but we still got a lot of work to do. Thank you, guys. Roseman and head coach, Coach uh, Doug Peterson, for this amazing opportunity and drafted me. Uh, I'm excited, and I just can't, get, get, uh, can't wait to get to work. Party last night looked pretty amazing. What were your emotions like when the uh, phone call came? Uh, a lot of emotions ran through. I mean, I've been, I've been uh, waiting for this opportunity my whole life. So having my dream finally come true and somewhere close to home, it just it hit home as soon as I seen that 215 call me and they were on the board. So it was exciting and very special moment for my family. This franchise has a long history of successful running backs with Sean McCoy, Brian Westbrook. Did you watch those guys, and maybe how would you compare your game to theirs? Absolutely. Um, watch more of uh, LaShawn McCoy. Um, he's from Harrisburg, so he's pretty local. I heard about him when he came up from in high school, broke a lot of records at his high school, too. So, I mean, I know a lot about his game. Uh, he's still doing well in the league, so he's just a just type of player that's, that you see as a real vet and a guy that you can really look up to and get advice. I mean, well, he's, I don't know how long he's been in the league, but he's doing very well for himself. So type of guy that I really look up and top running backs in my list too. So, but that's the type of career that I'm trying to really follow. Wow, you grew up in state here. I mean, how much do you know about this organization and, and maybe this roster uh, in general specifically? Um, I know a little bit, not too much. I mean, being from Pittsburgh, uh, don't really know too much about Philly. I know more about the Steelers and stuff like that. But uh, I know a lot about – I know the running back room. Uh, Corey Clement, uh, Smallwood, Jordan Howard just came in here, and uh, Josh Adams. Yeah, Josh Adams. I just can't wait to meet those guys. Um, it seemed cool. I just, I'm really just ready to come in and just fit in for the team and get the, get the trust for the team and just get ready to work. At the combine, a lot of interest how the last mile would join you. It's something that, that helps you. How do you think that's going to help you in your rookie season and early in your career? Uh, hopefully, just to have a long career, a long, good career. I mean, I learned how to really take care of my body more as the offseason came and when I declared. So uh, that's very important to me, just take care of my body. And, I mean, the season is very long, 16 games. So you got to be ready for that mentally and, and physically. What did you learn from the time you spent not playing? Uh, what did you learn about yourself from the time you spent not playing? Uh, I gained a lot of patience, uh, got more mature, um, started focusing on little things more, got bigger, stronger, faster, uh, got more deep into the playbook, just, just preparing myself and make myself feel comfortable for when I finally get my chance to get in the game. But then I also learned from Saquon. I mean, he's a special guy, special guy, and on and off the field, so... It's just stuff like that. I was just learning from him uh, as far as, like, how to watch film, what he looks for, just to prepare myself for when I finally get my chance. During, during that time when there were moments that you might have gotten frustrated, who would you kind of lean on or what was the best advice maybe you got from somebody about how to just kind of do the things you were just talking about? Uh, kind of, like, I'm kind of keep to myself. Uh, I mean, my main uh, person that I go to is my mom. 
she kept me steady through the whole situation. I uh, never really thought about transferring, nothing like that. But, I mean, obviously, that's frustrating coming, being highly recruited and stuff and not everything going my way. So, but uh, she just kept me steady. I mean, she told me everything happens for a reason, and I believe that also. So, and then you can only control the things that you can control. So, Why didn't you think about transferring? Uh, well, longer process, <laughs> honestly. That would be a way longer process. I didn't want to go through that, but uh, I love to compete, so. I mean, I knew he was there, um, had expectations, but like I said, I just stayed patient, and uh, I'm here I am today. You mentioned the uh, competitiveness on the phone last night between you and uh, and Saquon. How, how would that manifest itself during the week when you guys were on the, on the roster together? Uh, one more time. How would how would the uh, that competitiveness show itself during the week between you and Saquon uh, as you were At on the same team? Yeah. Uh, I mean, practice. Uh, every day in practice, I'm, I'm coming ready to get better, trying to prove myself to get on the field. So, And then he's always trying to make sure he doesn't lose his job. It's, it's, just, it's just like that. So when you're the starter, you don't want to lose your job. When you're not the starter, you want to be the starter. So it's just stuff like that. But uh, also we work together and we make each other better in the whole running back room, which is very talented. How do, you, how do you see yourself fitting in here? I mean, the Eagles, maybe the last couple of years, used the rotation of running back. Is that something you, you think would suit you pretty well? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm used to rotating. I'm, I mean, I'm not a selfish player. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to help this team win. I mean, high school, I split reps with, with another great running back. Uh, Penn State's kind of the same thing. Uh, I'm, I'm ready. I'm willing to do whatever as far as special teams or splitting reps. It doesn't matter. I'm willing to do whatever to help this team win the championship. A little bit of time with Deuce during your top 30 visit. How did you guys mesh? And does that offer a little bit more cachet maybe to have a position coach that had so much success at at your position? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Coach Deuce, he's a smart dude. He loves football. He loves talking ball. And, I mean, he's very energetic. He he loves the passion of football. And that's what uh, what I really like about him. And he, he loves teaching. And... And me, I, I love I love learning. I feel like I'm very coachable too. So I think me and him will have a great relationship, and I think Scott's let me for whatever happens. Speaking of Deuce, uh, he was excited. I think he was more excited than me when he when he called me last night too. So um, I'm seeing him today. I mean, it's just kind of told him I, I really wanted to be here too. So uh, I like the whole facility when I first uh, came here for the top 30 visit. I fell in love with the place. The coaching staff is very. Family oriented, I feel like so. Focus. Speaking of Deuce and being coachable, all the draft reports, the one thing people talked about negatively was pass blocking. Mm-hmm. How do you see that? You probably read that or aware of that. How did you take it, and what do you think you need to do? Uh, is that a, something you really need to work on? I mean, I think I want to. For me, I, I like to get better at everything. Really, it's not really a specific thing, but. Everything I want to get better at, some little, little by little, and just to be the best player I could be. So that's the main thing. I know last night was pretty emotional for you. What was, uh, what was it like waking up this morning and getting here? Uh, it was. It is like I don't know. I feel like I'm just going through the motions right now. Uh, it hasn't really hit me. I, I mean, I'm an NFL football player now, so <laughs> it's just that that mindset is just crazy. It blows my mind because I've been really dreaming for this my whole life, but. I tweeted this morning, like, I woke up as a Philadelphia Eagle, so I'm, I'm just excited, and I'm, I can't wait to get to work. Miles, you were targeted a lot as a receiver out of the backfield during your time at Penn State, but during the pro day, you, you really try to show off your receiving skills. What did you do to work on that area of your game this offseason? Uh, just, I mean, obviously catching jugs off the jug machine, uh, 
Uh, Trace was there the whole off season uh, before pro day and after pro day. So just going working out every day with him and the other receivers and stuff like that. So and then watching film on guys like Alvin Kamara, Terry Cohen, and guys like that, just to see how how they doing, how they perfect it. And I'm just trying to be that type of running back that can be on the field all three downs. Well, there are any uh, current players that you sort of model yourself after or think you can pair to? Um, no, I think I'm my, my own running back. I mean, there's guys that I obviously watch film on, like I said, I just mentioned two. And Saquon like being teammates with Saquon, I mean, I think we're our game is pretty the same, too. Uh, guys like Zeke, uh, Todd Gurley, those type of guys. Uh, but, no, I feel like I'm my, I'm my own running back, own type of style. But I do like to get different type of run schemes just to make my style a little different, just put more uh, different things in my toolbox to use on the field. Hey, Miles, this fan base has, has kind of been starving for a high running back in recent drafts. As a Penn State guy, they've seen you play, so there's a lot of excitement about you. How do you expect to handle that type of spotlight? Because you are going to be a very high-profile rookie here. Um, I mean, I don't think it gets any, any uh higher than playing at Penn State, you playing against, playing in front of 100,000 people uh, at home game. So, I mean, there's nothing really too big for me. Uh, like I said, I'm just going to come in here, get cool with the team, just want to get the respect for the teammates, just work hard and do whatever I can to help this team. That's the main goal. That's the main goal. Do you know what number you're going to wear? No, I don't. No, I don't. I, I can't wait to find out, but <laughs> I, I don't know the number. Well, it's been said that, uh, you know, you were a favorite of everybody in the building, essentially, from management to, to scouting to coaches, did, did you get um, did you get a sense as to why that was? I mean, did they relay you know what it was about you that seemed to be such a good fit for this team? Um, I think they really just my character. Uh, I'm, I'm a very humble dude. I've been humble since since I was young. I mean, that's how I was raised: just to be respectful and humble and be thankful for everything that that God brings to you. So that's just kind of how I've been, and then. That's just my, my personality. I'm real laid back, just cool. But when it's time to work, it's time to work. Was all of that, the Eagles showed a lot of interest pre-draft, visits, all that stuff. Did you get a sense that they were the most interested team in you during the entire process? Or was it kind of a lot of scattered interest? Uh, Yeah, I guess I can say that they were in my top. But I had a lot of love from a lot of, a lot of teams. Uh, Visited a lot of teams, had a lot of private workouts, a lot of meetings. So I met with a lot of teams that were very interested in me, but they passed up on me. Landed here, so I'm I'm just blessed. The Philadelphia Eagles chose me as their second round pick, and like I said, I I'm ready to get to work. That's that's probably the only thing I can really say right now. As a kid, as a kid growing up, was was football your first love, or, or did you like other sports more? Yeah, football was my first love. My first position when I played football, uh, I was seven years old. I was a right guard. Yeah, so <laughs> it's hard to believe, but I was right guard my first year, and then next year, uh, my coach. Which he was my mentor right now. He's the first one to throw me in as a running back. Went from number ninety-eight to number one. So then it just went from there, and I've just been a running back since. You don't want to play guard in, in this league? Oh no, 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 no. As a follow to that, your Twitter handle is Kobe Miles. Mm -hmm. Are you a big Friday Night Lights fan? What, yeah, what's yeah. Kind of inspiration? The movie. Yeah, I like the movie. Uh, I think that movie's legendary. Uh, I mean, you see how he, how he runs in in the movie, so it's very elusive. And then people kind of said I look like. Derek Luke, that's the person that played. I don't think so, but 
But um, yeah, I got that name when actually it was Pee Wee football. So and it just kind of built from middle school to high school to to now. And then I knew it got bad when my mom started calling me Booby. That's all she called. Me, so. <laughs> that's a nickname of yours. Yeah, now? yeah that's Cosby Booby. <laughs> so yeah. Who was your coach? Your uh, your coach, your mentor? Who? What was his name? Craig Williams. Yeah. Um, I want to thank Jeffrey Lurie, uh, Howie Roseman, and uh, Coach Peterson. Uh, they made a little kid's dream come true. Um, I've been day, I've been dreaming for this since I was a kid. Um, and as soon as I got the call, I was very emotional, and I just couldn't stop think, saying thank you, thank you to my family, you know, to the coaches that were on the phone, um, you know. But most and foremost, like I want to thank God, um, and saying that. Professional athlete in your, in your family, um, have your parents per, kind of given you some guidance as to how to take this next step? Uh, yeah, um, you know they. Uh, a lot of people think like, oh, like living with two two uh, players, basketball professional basketball players, it's got to be got to be a lot of pressure on you. Um, and I was just like, like no, they they told me right from the beginning uh, if I didn't want to play sports, like, that's that's more than okay with them. Like as long as I'm doing something that I love. I, that, that I'm gonna make him proud regardless. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, I haven't said that. Like, it just took like a big weight off my shoulders to like, like I'm gonna do what I love, and what I love to do is play football. Um, so they try to help as much as they can with that. They don't know much about it. I mean, obviously they do a little bit more now. Um, but you know, any any kind of you know life experience that I have, um, any sports experience that can be relatable between basketball and football, like, I always ask them. They always give me great advice. It's still there a little bit. Um, Coach Shaw didn't didn't let us play a lot of basketball at Stanford. Uh, But uh, in the springtime, I I sneak into court from time to time. When did you decide uh, on football, kind of over basketball? I was in in high school um, in junior year, uh, sophomore, junior year, when um, I got my first couple letters. Uh, in football, and you know, I, I there was like a game where I scored a game winning touchdown, and um, that feeling I was like, there's no feeling in basketball that's going to compare to this. Um, so just having that bus ride back, and everybody's like, dude, like you're going to go to college, you're going to you're going to make it to the pros, like let's go. Like having that feeling, I was like, I got I got to make it happen. Like there's no better feeling in the world. Um, so yeah, and then you know, basketball, you, it was it was always a sport that you know I, I grew up playing, grew up learning about. Um, but football was like, dang, I can just come out here and just be me. And uh, if I make a mistake, you know, my parents ain't going to know I made a mistake. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I was just, I just fell in love with it in high school. Why Stanford? I mean, it's the best combination of um, academics and uh, sports. You know, we, we win the Director's Cup every year, which is the, the tournament for um, that measures the success of uh, sports in uh, your university. Um, but at the same time, like, I went on a visit and met Condoleezza Rice. Um, she shook my hand and I ended up working for her this past summer. Um, and I was like, there's no, there's no other place in, in the country where you can do that and still win 9, 10, 11 games every year. What did you do for Rice this past summer? I was basically like, I like to say I was the first body of defense. Uh, anybody who wanted to contact her or meet with her, they had to go through me first, um, which was cool because I got to meet some extraordinary people uh, from around the world. You mentioned really love the NFL draft, even does some uh, analyst work. Mm. Obviously, you have to get ready to play USC and Notre Dame, but uh, was he a good coach to play for as far as taking that next step? And he 
utilizes what you need to get to the NFL? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's been here before. Uh, he knows the ins and outs. Um, you know, Coach Shaw, there's a reason why we win in 9, 10, 11 games every year because uh, he knows what he's doing. Um, and everything that we learn, it's all right. Like, we're going to watch the best do it. Um, watch a lot of Philadelphia. Um, you know, we watch a lot of guys that that emulate the same offense that we that we have. Because um, you know, if you can learn from the best, that's just going to make you better. Uh, so, uh, you know, just having the same uh, terminology, same schemes, going into the next level, and having Coach Shaw knowing what's going to work because he's been here before. I mean, it's just you know, there's a reason why we win a lot of games every year. You talked about last night. You said Alshon's the guy you looked up to in terms of his playing style. Mm. Is that because of what he's done in the league? Is it because you're both South Carolina guys? What's what's kind of the background for it? Both. Yeah. No. I got when I grew up watching uh watching Alshon. I mean, from Carolina, it's like you know that's a guy that I'm like that everybody in the state knew. Yeah. And uh, you know, as a kid, it's like dang, like, I want to be him one day. You know, I want to be playing college football, like representing my state. You know, having all the kids look up to me, like you know, and that was me. Um, on top of that, when I get to when I get to Stanford, and you know, he's tearing it up in the league. It's like, dang, like I got to do whatever he's doing because whatever he's doing is working. Um, and, that's, and I want to emulate the same kind of style. So has it sunk in yet that that he's your teammate and, and probably a guy you're gonna learn from one on one here? Yeah, we uh, we we exchanged some text messages already. Um, I'm excited to to learn from him, and I think he's excited to, you know, just kind of guide me and you know teach me whatever he's done that's worked um at the end of the day you know the better that i'm at the better i can make the team the better we can all benefit from it jj in your role in your role as intermediary you said you met a couple of people from you know around the world a couple of cool people what are a couple of names maybe um i don't know how confidential they want me to keep that uh i'll just say like i met some ambassadors um russian ambassador chinese ambassadors um you know, I met some of Connelly's close friends who, uh, you know, I'm not going to name because I like to keep it. Like, she probably wanted me to keep it that way. Um, I think one day, like, the the craziest call I got was from George Schultz, who uh, who used to be, um, like, Secretary of State for Reagan or something like that. And I didn't even know. Um, and, like, I got paid up the phone. Like, I talked to him for a while, hung up, and uh, all the interns were, like, because all the interns are, like, from D.C. And, you know, they, they you know, they worked hard to get there. Like who's that? Who's that? I was like, yeah, it's this George Schultz, and, and like everybody's jaw dropped, and I was like, like what? Like, who, like what was going on? They're like, y'all, you just don't understand, like who you just talked to. And like yeah, no, but um, yeah, like I met I met a lot of interesting people. You mentioned Coach uh, Shaw about him, talking to him about uh, making your decision coming out early. It was important. Uh, was his recommendation important? And, and you know, how much do you trust him with that? Yeah, you know, it's funny because uh, the way that it happened, um, we were walking off the field one day and, uh, you know, like me and him were just kidding around and he was like, yeah, I'm going to miss you. I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, you're ready for the next step. Like, you know, as much as I'd love to see you come back, like you're ready and, uh, you know, you're going to tear it up. And this was like halfway through the season. And after he said that, I was like, yeah, if I have if I have his blessing, like, you know, I'm, I have confidence in myself that I'm going to do it already. So, you know, why not? Was that after a game or after practice? After practice, walking off the field. He was here. Um, he was with the Eagles, uh, Coach Shaw, briefly. Mm. I was wondering if he ever kind of talked about his experiences here, talked about the city, either, you know, since you were drafted or while you were playing there. 
he talks. Um, he talk. He just talks about his NFL experiences. Not not really specifically. Uh, he'll name drop from time to time. He loves to name drop Jerry Rice, but that's a great name to to drop, uh, especially when he's talking to the receivers. Um, but uh, yeah, no, he doesn't say specifically where what happened. He just kind of tells us like, hey, like when I when when I was in the in the league, you know, coaching, like this is what worked, like, and this is why. That you watched of uh, Carson Wentz, and how much are you looking forward to getting getting a chance to play with a guy like that? Well, I watched I watched him a lot actually. Um, his uh, his kind of backup quarterback in uh, in college was Easton Stick, and uh, we we had the same agency. We were at the same agency, so we watched film all the time together. And you know, he'd be watching film of Carson because Carson you know does it right. Um, and when I'm watching, I'm like, dang, these these guys like these guys up at NDSU know know what they're doing. Um, so I got to watch a lot of, of him in college, but at the same time, like I mean, you know, he's been tearing it up up here too. Like you know, like I said, like if you want to learn from the best, you gotta you gotta watch the best. What do you think uh, prompted Coach Shaw to say it like in that moment? Was there something about that practice, or were you guys or a game that you're coming off of? Um, mm. What do you think? Uh, you know, I don't know. Me and uh, especially my senior year, me and Coach Shaw really got really comfortable with each other um, because there's been times where I just. You know, come in his office, and I'm like, "Hey, listen, I got to talk to you about whatever is going on." And he just sits there and listens. Uh, you know, after after Notre Dame, we became really close. My grandma passed away, and we we hugged and shed a lot of tears. And you know, he helped me out a lot through that process. And then after that, it was like every week. You know, it was just, you know, it was professional when it was time to be professional. But then outside of that, it was, you know, like how's family doing? You know, how are you doing? Like joking around and. Just so happened that day was walking off the field, and he just you say, "Yeah, we're going to miss you." Jenny, you were a team captain this past year. We talked about your background. How much do you think that will help as you settle into the culture here, which obviously has a pretty strong reputation around the league? Yeah, you know, being team captain was something that I, that I worked hard towards. It took some time. I gained a lot of respect from my teammates to get that. Um, at the same time, like I'm coming in, um, you know, haven't played a down of football in the pros yet. So, you know, I'm starting at the bottom and I need to work my way up to the top. Um, and I think that I have great people to kind of follow in their footsteps to do that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, this team's going to have captains, going to have leaders and, you know, for, for good reason. Um, I'm going to listen and do whatever they, they need me to do to help the team win. Do you plan to tap into Zach Ertz at all as far as maybe just the logistics of moving to Philadelphia and just the everyday life type of things. Yeah, no, we've been texting nonstop since uh since I got drafted here. So uh yeah, no, he we um he texted me, he was like, Hey, like when you're in Philly, like let me know. We're gonna link up and you know, we're gonna meet, talk about whatever and I was like, I'm here today. He's like, Dang, I'm actually not here today, but uh <laughs> but next time we'll, we'll we'll link up. But uh yeah, I'm probably gonna give him a call within these next couple of days just to catch up. I see him every off season. You know, and I actually saw him like last month when we was at Stanford a couple months ago. So, yeah, me and him have a good relationship. You meant, you, what do you, mention what you know about like the Eagles receiver group? I mean, obviously you know about Alshon Jeffrey, but like you know the other guys. And do you kind of see like everybody's being kind of complimentary with their playing styles, like you know, including yourself and everything? Oh yeah, no, everybody, everybody in that receiver room is great, and you know, and Mac Hollins, like we have the same agent. He came down. We've hung out a bunch of times. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, we had the same trainer, um, Ricky Prohl. So uh, there was a bunch of times we got to train together. Um, so yeah, as you know, I'm very, very comfortable with coming into a meeting room, knowing, knowing some, some guys already. You mentioned your uh, grandmother. What was your relationship like with her, and how difficult was that uh, stretch when she obviously passed away when you're in college? That was that was very difficult. Um, 
you know, I saw her every day when I was in high school. You know, I would wake up in the morning, take my brother to school, and then hang out with my grandma until it's time for me to go to school. Um, so, yeah, that that was that was like my guardian angel right there. But um, you know, it was uh, it was crazy the day that she uh, she passed away because uh, she sent me a message before we played Oregon. I was like, scored scored two three touchdowns for me. I love you. And before the game started, she passed away, and I didn't find out till after the game, and I got to score two touchdowns for her. So uh, that was like. I was like, dang, Grandma, like that would be you, like you would, that would happen to us. Um, but uh, it was tough. But I had Coach Shaw, I had my teammates, like my teammates came in big um, for me. Uh, everybody was so supportive. Um, so like it was, it was tough. But uh, I, I was with the right people, you know, able to let me lean, lean on them. Had a good baseball commissioner. <laughs> she, I, I'm, I'm convinced whatever Condoleezza wants to do, she's going to be the best at it. It don't matter if that's. Head football coach, baseball commissioner, politician, whatever. Like that, that woman's incredible. Yeah, we. Uh, her office is full of football stuff. Believe it or not, I had to take inventory one day, and all I saw, all I took inventory was like football helmets, signed jerseys, books about sports. Not really even about law or politics. It was about sports. Um, you know, she has like a huge football on her desk, and yeah, she's yeah, she loves some football. How did you uh, meet up with Ricky Prohl and? Um, how good was it to have a guy who played in the league so long to kind of work on conditioning with who was a receiver? And so his son is in the same agency as us, uh, Rep One Sports. So uh, he, uh, you know, he came down and I was like, like, I need you to train me. Like, you're the best. You know, there's there's a reason why you played 17 years in the league. So, uh, you know, we trained and we became close. And, you know, he was he was excited for me when I got drafted. And uh, he came to my pro day and everything. Um, and this is this is a guy who flew from North Carolina all the way to the Stanford just to watch just to watch me perform. Is there anything in particular you kind of learned from him about conditioning football wise, receiver wise, state of shape? Yeah, you know, it was funny because uh he he told me he was like, I can already tell like whenever you go, you go a million miles an hour, which is a good thing, but you can't do that all the time. And he taught me how to slow things down, um, how to make things easier on myself. Um, coming in and out of breaks was the biggest thing. Um, he thought that I was just going too fast. You know, I, was, I just, just tried to run too hard. So uh, he slowed it down for me. You know, it's just being smooth, in and out of cuts and all that good stuff. The camera showed you uh, getting selected by the Eagles, mm. uh, you know, getting emotional with your family and friends by your side. What kind of things were uh, going through your mind as, as you were taking that call? It was it was crazy because as soon as I looked out on my phone and said Philadelphia, you know, I forgot that I was even with people. Like it was just me and whoever was on the other side of the phone, and uh, I started crying because I was like, "Damn, I, you know, I'm about to be an eagle." And uh, my mom started crying, made me made me want to cry even more. And then my dad started crying. I'm like, "Dang, guys, like, like I'm trying not to cry. I'm trying to look tough on TV." But uh, no, nah, it was just it was just you know it was just like a big big uh, weight lifted off my shoulders, especially when it was an, an organization the organization like this. You know, they does things the right way and wins games. Thank you, guys.